Hi everybody, this is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of 2020 iTalk. Thanks for tuning in today. It's great to be here and offer you cutting-edge information on holistic eye care and wellness and health. So I hope everybody's doing really great. Uh, I am fantastic. Uh, so much going on in my uh, life that it's hard to keep track of it all. My plate is really full, but uh, really connected to my passion and um, moving forward one step at a time. So let's start with this. I have a friend of mine, and I've known him a long time, and we've, we've played uh, lots of tennis together. We've done hiking. We've gone mountain biking. And uh, over the last couple of months, every time we get together, he's complaining that he's got, you know, this discomfort in his chest. And, you know, he's almost 60 years old, and he, uh, he's, he's worried. You know, he thinks, well, uh, maybe I, I have, uh, you know, heart disease or, you know, I've got some cardiovascular issues. And every time I see him, I always say, you know, maybe you ought to just go to your doctor, get a physical, get a stress test, uh, maybe an echocardiogram, just see what's going on. And there's a resistance. He's like, no, you know, I, I'm not sure that it is, but maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. And so for the last five or six times we've gotten together, that's one of the conversations we have. And we'll go hiking and he'll... <clears throat> we'll hike up this hill and, you know, he gets up to the top and he says, man, my heart feels great. I'm doing really well. And, you know, then <clears throat> at the end of the hike and we're out maybe getting some, some tea or, uh, you know, we're just hanging out. And he says, you know, that discomfort is coming back. So there's this kind of gnawing wondering. And I don't know how many listeners out there, you know, they they read something on the internet or they feel a sensation in their body and all of a sudden they start to think, well, maybe I've got this condition or that condition. And you know, sometimes it's actually really good to go to your doctor and get, get some testing and, you know, go for the evaluation and just see what's going on. If nothing else, just to put your mind at, at rest. So I'm going to segue to our show, which is about glaucoma. And I bring this up because <clears throat> a lot of my patients uh, who weren't my patients before they came to see me hadn't been to an eye doctor for over 10 years. And I don't recommend uh, doing that. I don't recommend that practice. But people are you know, for one reason or another, they're not taking care of their health by checking in with their health professional. <clears throat> and with glaucoma specifically, it is a very serious eye disease. You can actually go blind from glaucoma. It's progressive. And probably the biggest aspect that I counsel people about is that it's a silent disease. We don't really know that we have glaucoma until perhaps it's too late, until, you know, the symptoms are so overt that then we go, ah, okay, I wish I had gone to the doctor, <clears throat> you know, a year ago or two years ago. Because what happens in glaucoma is it's a problem with our circulation in our eyes. And the damage that's done is to 
the optic nerve. And the optic nerve, the way I describe it, it's kind of like a plexus of nerve fibers that come together in the back of the eye and they then connect to the brain. So it's kind of like a fiber optic pathway where the signals from the retina are then uh, pulsed back to the brain and they go into so many different areas, our endocrine function, our nervous system, our fluid body. <clears throat> so the optic nerve is a really, really important connector to not only our eye health, but also our brain health. And what happens is, is that with glaucoma, and there are different kinds of glaucoma, but just generally speaking, it's a difficult uh, challenge whereby the pressure starts to build up between the cornea and the lens, and this creates um, peripheral vision loss and eventually can lead to blindness. So how common is glaucoma? Well, in some of the statistics I was looking at this morning, more than 120,000 people in the United States become blind from glaucoma, which accounts for about 9 to 12% of all cases of blindness. Almost 3 million Americans have glaucoma, but this is really interesting. Only half of them know they have it. So who is at risk? Who are, what, who, what, what populations are at risk? I would say both the uh, Hispanic Latino population, African Americans, those populations seem to have the highest risk to get glaucoma. But, tr but really, anybody with conditions like diabetes, high blood pressure, physical trauma to the eye, heavy computer use, thyroid imbalances, heavy metal toxicities, estrogen deficiencies, Alzheimer's disease, and smokers have the highest risk to get glaucoma. So how does glaucoma affect us in daily life? Well, what begins to happen is as the circulation is cut off in the optic nerve, we start to lose our peripheral vision. And I call peripheral vision our safety vision, our side vision. And this peripheral vision is so important for us because it helps us with our balance, our orientation, our depth perception, our night vision. And as we start to develop glaucoma and it starts to affect the optic nerve, there are also secondary side effects such as glare issues, light sensitivities, uh, contrast issues. And I would also say that... Um, people who start developing kind of more of the end stages of glaucoma will develop things like blurred vision that they can't correct for, <clears throat> eye redness, itchiness, burning, uh, and, and it's some kind of an inflammatory response going on. <clears throat> so again, to go into some of the uh, symptoms of glaucoma, as I said, sudden loss of peripheral vision, if you get something called narrow angle glaucoma, you can experience something called, uh, you can experience symptoms like nausea and vomiting. You also may see appearance of rainbows around bright lights. You can also get eye or head pain. I've had many patients over the years, and this is more in the area of narrow angle glaucoma, where if they've had a car accident and they've hit their head or they've suffered a concussion, 
sometimes uh, glaucoma will start to emerge and be, again it's a circulation problem in the eyes and so what the eye doctors are doing then is they're prescribing uh, eye drops which supposedly and I'm saying supposedly in the short term can sometimes help the circulation but then also uh, if that doesn't work then what happens is they will start uh, offer something called um, iridectomies or other kinds of laser-based surgeries to try to increase the outflow. <clears throat> but to be honest, uh, they don't work very well in the long term, and they're just treating the symptoms and not the causative factors. So I have many folks who are taking pharmaceutical drugs, and things like antihistamines steroids, uh, amphetamine drugs, sulfa-containing medications, these also can impede the fluid flow and interfere with the meshwork that helps the fluid flow in and out of the eye, uh, so it's, it's reducing the circulation. So one of the things I like to do in terms of, uh, you know, in history taking, is also take a look at pharmaceutical use. You know, there are lots of folks out there that are taking chronic steroids, and steroids definitely can increase your intraocular pressure in the eye. They can also cause cataracts if you're taking them long-term. You should know that. And sometimes you have to do your own research on the internet where you can look at the different drugs that you're taking and seeing if they, in fact, affect the pressure inside the eyes. So how do we diagnose for glaucoma? Well, there are basically four tests. One is measuring the eye pressure. The second is examining the eye's drainage system, see what the flow is like. The third is evaluating the optic nerve. And fourth is measuring the visual fields. You know, when I was in school, and one of the rotations I did was at a, a glaucoma clinic, and I was very grateful that I was able to spend time in, in eye pathology and learn about eye disease, because later on, when I started to apply some of my holistic principles, I really understood the diagnosis of the disease, and I was also able to look at the allopathic treatments and also my holistic complementary treatments. So as I said, typically the way glaucoma is treated is using eye drops. And if that doesn't work, then the, uh, the eye doctors will use a focus beam of light. It's a laser. And they actually remove tissue and, and try to open up the circulation from a structural point of view. So I recommend getting a yearly eye exam where you're getting the eye pressure check, the optic nerve evaluated, the visual field tested. And I also recommend, you know, really exploring your family's eye health history because glaucoma does run in families. So now we're going to get to the part of <clears throat> what can you do to, to help your <clears throat> nerve uh, protect your nerve and maybe reduce the uh, the effects of the pressure going up 
and maybe even um, reverse glaucoma. So what I think is that the first uh, strategy that you want to consider is to think about how you can increase the circulation, the oxygenation, the hydration in the eye tissue. And I think it starts with our food. I think that, you know, we can use food, food healing as a way to help improve many conditions, not just glaucoma. And what I would say is that, um, you know, the more organic foods you can eat, uh, vegetables, uh, probably a little less meat, um, you know, more, more live foods, that's going to be uh, a really good strategy for you. I would also consider uh, toxicities in the body because what I have correlated is that when people start having uh, problems with their optic nerve health, that there's usually some heavy metal toxicity that is somewhere in the body. It actually could be in the eye, but it also could be in the body. And to get tested to see if you do have heavy metals and then to chelate those heavy metals out of the body. That is going to support liver health, and we know in Chinese medicine that the liver rules the eyes. It's also going to um, you know, help oxygenate and hydrate all the tissues of the eye by getting rid of the heavy metals. And it's something that I think that is, is not really addressed effectively, so I would definitely check that out. And then the third uh, aspect would be that we want to make sure that we're getting all of our trace minerals. Um, one of the tests that I've done for many, many years is hair mineral analysis. And I know that, again, some doctors really don't like that test. They don't feel it's, it's accurate. It's one of many tests that I use. I don't use one test. There's a there's a urine test that you can use to, to measure heavy metals. There's live blood analysis. There's regular blood testing that you can do. But my point is, is that the minerals in our, uh, on a cellular level, a lot of times we are deficient in those. And this would be one of the main ones that's related to glaucoma is chromium. And I would also add uh, trace minerals like zinc, copper, and manganese, that when our mineral levels are low, see the minerals act as, as a catalyst that help our cellular functions of absorption um, and detoxification and um, the immune system work more efficiently. And because of uh, the soil depletion from farming, the GMO products that are out there, I have found that people are very deficient in many of their trace minerals. And so as they increase the, uh, the mineral, mineral levels in their body, that also can help improve the flow in the eye. If you've had any trauma, head trauma, I recommend getting some biodynamic osteopathic craniosacral therapy because in the craniosacral work, what you're doing is you're opening up the circulation in the skull, in the brain, in the optic nerve, in the bones around the eyes and in the face. And the key in glaucoma 
is that you want to think about improving your lymph function and your overall fluid circulation. And, and craniosacral therapy is really a great way to do that. And it'll also help you uh, heal your traumas. Because when we have a head trauma and we, we just kind of live with it that way, part of our circulation in the head shuts down. And this eventually causes damage in the brain and in the eyes. So by, you know, getting that kind of a treatment, craniosacral therapy, actually you're improving the circulation. That's going to have a secondary effect uh, on, on our eye pressure. And then finally, you know, there's a lot of uh, research out there about uh, using cannabis uh, to help bring the eye pressures down. And when you do, um, when you use marijuana, Basically, what it will do is it can lower your eye pressure, and it also can balance your autonomic nervous system. It also is an anti-inflammatory agent. So this is something that you could, you know, ask your doctor for. There are a lot of different forms that you can get it in, where the THC level is very low, and you get the benefits uh, without the side effects. And of course, generally speaking, you know, the healthier your gut is, the better your dietary absorption, um, the, uh, the more enhanced your, your eye circulation is going to be. So that means things like, um, you know, your oils, your fats and oils that protect the optic nerve, your antioxidant vitamins, and your probiotics. I really recommend eating a lot of leafy green vegetables. Think about that rainbow diet where, you know, you've got the beets, you've got the orange bell peppers, you know, you make sure you're getting your avocados, uh, your goji berries. These are all really good support uh, foods uh, and superfoods for your eyes and your eye health. I think that the last piece of this is functionally how you use your eyes. And, and, you know, I've said this in other programs, but the lens prescription that you got from your doctor, if it's a multifocal progressive lens, uh, you don't want to be using that because that is tunneling your vision. When you have to look through a tiny hole in your bifocal, that's doing the exact same thing that glaucoma is doing, which is narrowing the peripheral tunneling your vision. So the bigger the lens you use, uh, the bigger the window, the more peripheral vision you're accessing, the more you're stimul stimulating your peripheral retina. And we know that the eyes originate from brain tissue. And since the eyes, the optic nerve, the retina, the cornea, the lens, the aqueous, the trabecular meshwork, the vitreous, all of the eye tissues are from the brain, since the brain has the capability of something called neuroplasticity, the eyes have that same uh, ability. That means that there can be a regeneration, there can also be a, a new pathway, new pathways that are created uh, from stimulating your eyes and vision in a way that that improves your visual system. You know, usually pharmaceuticals uh, and surgery 
keep things from getting worse, but there are side effects and they don't necessarily connect you to your biology and your ability to heal. But when you start getting into natural remedies, whether it's herbs or vitamins or food, good food, and so on, those are natural agents that actually connect you more deeply to your healing uh, potential. And don't forget that. That's a really important um, piece here. Now, after this show, I do not want you to stop taking your eye drops. That is not what I'm recommending. Um, I would get a, a current baseline on what's going on with your visual field, your peripheral vision, uh, your optic nerve health, and also your eye pressure, and then begin uh, adding some of these natural remedies and continue to check in with your eye doctor on a regular basis and you may find that your visual field starts to improve, that you're able to self-regulate and keep your eye pressure at a normal level. I mean, it's very exciting. I've, I've helped many, many patients over the years by starting to follow this more natural, holistic approach uh, to become more balanced, not only in your eyes, but also in your body. So that's our show for today. If you want more information, I have a load of blogs and other really great, uh, great things on my website. I also have lots of other free uh, podcasts and visit me on Facebook and, and Instagram. I, I'm always putting up videos on how to take better care of your eyes. And uh, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, have a great one. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.